Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Illumineers Quest podcast, where we talk everything Lorcana. I'm Zach. And I'm Jacob. And thanks for coming on this journey with us today. So today's episode is going to be a little bit of a recap of the launch weekend of Lorcana for us. A little bit of reflecting. It was an insane weekend from unboxings were crazy the the league we went and played at the opening night of the league friday night that was crazy building decks really fun Went all around it was wild i mean it was it was so so much fun i think there really wasn't a slow moment just complete it was just all if you were finished doing one thing you're doing the next and it was a lot of fun did it meet your expectations yeah of course it was some of the funnest opening I've ever had in cards, for sure. So, And we'll get into that, obviously. But I guess the one thing I, that we didn't say we were going to talk about, but we have to discuss here just to say how fun we think this is and how big it could potentially be, your brother and dad were both wishy-washy about wanting to get mm-hmm. into it. And ended up after about, what, 15 minutes of watching <laughs> us, they were yeah. both like, all right, we're on board. Yeah, yeah. And then they both ended up getting some stuff, too, and, and playing with us all weekend as well. Yeah, and my dad's hooked now. So. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, yeah, we wanted to start off with just, like, the pulls and unboxings we did, because that's what we did first. We got all the stuff, and we obviously unboxed it all. We made uh, some YouTube videos, so if you mm-hmm. want to see the unboxing of the booster box, the starter sets, gift set, Illumineers Trove, all of the you know the goodies that they have for Lorcana, check out our YouTube channel at Illumineers Quest, yeah. and you can check out all the unboxings. But, I mean, I have to. you have to start this off. There's You have to... You have to tell us how it went for you. <laughs> it went really well. <laughs> um, I mean, and the cool thing was that was genuinely our, our first impressions, all those openings are, yeah. um, of of the boxes. So that was the coolest thing to, to capture. Um, but my, did my, you get any good pulls? I did. I did. I did get some good pulls. Um, you know, early on I pulled the, um, the, the foil uh, Whole, new, Whole world, new World, and that was kind of the what started me off um i don't know how that card is doing value wise but it was the it was the coolest one in my opinion yeah honestly i would agree i think that that's probably one of the better arts like especially the foil art like like the fireworks so for those who haven't seen it yet the whole new world is the song from aladdin where they're riding on Mm -hmm. magic carpet across the sky with fireworks in the background and the fireworks foil looks fantastic so that's that's a cool one for sure but get to the big one get to the big we can tease it here if they want to see it on if they want to see the polls they can see on the youtube video but Give us the give us the goodies. So I, I I forget what I pulled first. Was it the? I went back and watched it. It was the Elsa foil. So Elsa legendary foil, that got us all pretty hyped, and um, that was just the beginning, really. Uh, that one that one I didn't know like some pulls I knew that I was getting before I got them because I could see a little stuff in the background, <laughs> but um. That one came out of complete nowhere. I had no idea that was going to happen. Um, and that was the first box we opened. Like we, we, we had opened the starter decks, which only have one pack. We opened the trove and the gift set, which was like 10 packs combined, or like 15 packs with all the starter decks and everything. But we really hadn't opened that much before that box. Like That box was the first time we really started getting into packs. Yes. And you got the, the big boys right out of the gate on the first box. Yeah, and then 
what came after the Elsa was insane. It was the Hades Enchanted. Yeah. That was nuts. So we said going in to the unboxings, we were hoping for one Enchanted total. That's, yeah, between the both of us. Yeah, we were hoping to get one. You know, just based on the pull rates we had seen from other YouTubers and stuff, it was about like one in four boxes. And so we were like, okay, you know, chances are we're going to end up with one. And if that's good, we do. Great. Awesome. We got one. But we ended up with two. We did end up with two. Yeah. One each, which is exciting. Yeah. I, like I got, and I, luckily, I got the other one because I know if Jake got two and I got zero, he would have felt. Terrible. Awful, awful! <laughs> so, I would have felt so. I felt bad about getting one, and, and at that point, he had not pulled so his. That, so yeah, so I'll switch to mine for a second. So when I started unboxing, I unboxed like half of my stuff Friday, and I didn't get an enchanted or a legendary uh, foil. And I had a couple decks built with Bell, and I didn't get a Bell either. And that was kind of the meme of the day: is that I needed a Bell legendary to start building a deck with. <laughs> And, and I didn't get any. <laughs> so, everyone else we knew yes. that's playing this all pulled bells. Yep, yep. Um, that, is, that is that is true. I forgot about that point, so we got to throw that in there as well. But yeah. anyway, so then Saturday came around, and we finished the or I finished my unboxings, and on my last box, it, I got a um, a Mickey Legendary Hollow. Yep. Or Hollow fo- or foil mm-hmm. and a Enchanted Stitch. Yeah. So I went tit for tat with you there to kind of even the odds a little bit. But hey, so yeah, all things considered, I guess what we're getting at is we can't complain. We got a lot of cards. The last question I think to ask on this one then is the experience unboxing these was completely different because we were actually trying to build decks. Like we said on the first episode, we've never played these before. Mm -hmm. We've always just collected cards. And so... You know, after five or six, after five or six cases, not boxes, after five or six packs, is what I'm trying to say, packs, you have an idea of the commons and the art, and it's cool Mm -hmm. and new, but you're usually just going, you're just going to the the good stuff that you don't have yet. That's not the case this time. Like, we were trying to, like I said, we were trying to build Bell into a deck, Mm -hmm. and then there's some even, like, rares that, you know, between, I think, five of us were playing... We were trying to make sure we all had enough cards to build our decks out because, you know, when you have four copies of a rare card, like that's hard to do on like opening day. Yeah. So what was the how did that how did like you needing cards change the experience of unboxing for you? Completely, it was the most enjoyable unboxing experience I've ever had for cards. Because um, like I've, I've said also, I'm in I do sports cards, I do baseball cards, um, and that is that is a very stressful experience. <laughs> um, so this was a complete change of pace and super awesome. I, I didn't feel bad, even if I didn't get a, a legendary foil or an enchant in every box, I still felt not bad at all about about my box. Um, still felt like, hey, this is all useful stuff that I can still use. And like we'll get into, I think, a little bit with uh, deck building. Commons, getting multiple commons and uncommons is really useful. Like yeah. It's not a bad thing. It, it, yeah, and I, and I kind of touched on that, I guess, but with the rares and super rares, but normally you get a common or you end up with 10 of them and it's like you're over it Mm -hmm. but i there were a couple commons that i had built into multiple decks and so like me having 10 of them like honestly was a benefit which i would have never said in the past so it was just really cool change of pace to be able to be into that situation where you're unboxing everything and you actually want every single card you're getting yes it's super fun 
the best way to do it, I think. And I think that's m- one of the main reasons that if you want to get into Arcana, you should also be playing the game, I think. Yeah, it just it just makes it so much more fun and then makes it a lot more, I guess, valuable because you're just not opening a bunch of stuff that you don't care about. Obviously, yeah. collectors, and I'm collecting it too, and I've said I'm trying to create a ma- or collect a master set. And so there's obviously you got to do a bunch of opening and you eventually will get to the point where you have a lot more commons that, that you don't need. But, you know, that's the collecting side of it. I mean, the playing side is completely different. And so yep. speaking of the playing side, we went from unboxing to starter deck battles. We The league that we played in Friday night for the first night of our local league was doing a starter deck battle. And so we said, we're new to TCG, we're new to Lorcana, just stick with the starter decks and get the hang of it and go from there. What, what was your experience playing the starter decks with everybody? Yeah, so I mean, the, the coolest part too is before we went to the league, um, the I, I would say probably five of us all played starter decks against each other um, yeah. on opening uh, open day um, release day and that was really our, our training for the, the league night um, and I mean it was a ton of fun um, I think like my, my favorite before before um, I got any of the starter decks was Amber Amethyst and it was probably my least favorite by the end of it um, I think um I didn't play anything else. I've I've not played in any other starter deck to this point. Um, I kept playing Amber Amethyst. You opened your you you got to clarify. You got all three starter. I got decks all three starter. Opened decks. them all, right? Yes, I did. Um, I just wanted to like I liked a little bit of what Amber Amethyst was doing, so I. I think we I both of it. can agree at this point that Amethyst is really fun, and it's just hard. I don't I don't feel like it pairs well with Amber. No, necessarily. It and so that's kind of a hard one, but um, yeah. So there was five of us playing, and like I touched on earlier, we got your dad and brother in, involved when they initially weren't hooked yet, but they no. got hooked fast. We played everybody, um, and yeah. So I I was playing Ruby Emerald for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the most flexible starter deck to start off with, um, and it was really fun. I mean, you know, you learn the rules, you kind of stumble along the way. It's like, hey, is this how we do it? Is this how yeah. we do it? What's what's this actual rule? But uh, it was it was really cool, and you know there were a couple cards that you know Jake and I had gone through and thought would be like really powerful or like were our you know key cards that we wanted to play with. And one of the cool things about the starter deck battles for me was like Mad Hatter, for instance. Yeah. On the Emerald set, had completely skimmed over him. Had not had not paid attention to his abilities or his you know his card much at all. And so for context, Mad Hatter is a five cost, three lore card. And when he gets challenged, he gets to draw a card. Yeah. So ability, a lot of lore, and not super expensive. Five's obviously towards the getting towards the end of the game. It's good but value. It's, but it's not a, a six or a seven or an eight. I feel like yeah. once you get to six, seven, eight, then you're really getting in into the higher cost. So j- the point of that cool card you know yeah missed it and so playing with the starter decks gave us exposure to everything that we yes. hadn't necessarily gotten to yet definitely and i think one of the other big things that starter decks taught us was what to ink and not to ink i think was like the biggest thing is really adapting to that that play style and learning learning about i think inking was the biggest thing about it um, yeah I don't know about you, but that's what I, that was my biggest little, little bit of it. combos, you know, a little bit of like understanding, you know, like 
thinking a move ahead or thinking about what your opponent might do next move and just really getting a feel for the game and the flow of the game. I think, you know, um, you play a lot of Marvel Snap, you know, a mobile mm-hmm. game, mobile card game that has kind of the same feel where you start off with one energy you know, you start off here with one ink and you build up from there. I've played a little bit of Snap and a little bit of like Clash Royale, which is another mobile game, which has the same thing where you have a bunch of cards, they have different um, power levels and energy levels. And so, you know, you have to really figure out the way of the, the flow of the game. And so I think we had like started to get a feel for the flow of the game at that point too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, obviously the, the flow changes with the cards you have, but um, you just understand, you understand the, 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 the speed and everything. You, yeah. It's a, yeah. It was really helpful starter decks overall and i think i think overall they did a good job of putting them together for the most part yeah good job and then we went straight from the starter deck battles into the league starter deck battles yeah so we did participate in the first night of league at our local league everybody or three of us i guess from mm-hmm. the that were playing you know against amongst each other went to the league and went and played mm-hmm. and we went and battled it out against the local community it was, it was, um, it was fun. I had a good time. Another first for us again. Another first, absolutely. Um, I think, I think it was, um, I think it was about eighteen. Yep, people. eighteen people. Um, all playing Morkana. It was super fun. They had um, like the instructional video playing, added the the ambiance, I guess. <laughs> um, playing some Disney music. Um, it was a super fun time. I think. I've, again, I've never played a TCG before, um, so this was like a super new experience. Like, I'm sh- I'm sure you can relate to this. I would say it was a just a hair stressful as well. Oh yeah. Like we being new to the scene, like what are the you know unwritten rules? Yeah, yeah. You I... know that you you know that you're supposed to go by, and you know what's the like manners that you're supposed to take while mm-hmm. playing in these. You know the. The opponent that I played didn't have any TCG experience either, so we kind of just like fumbled through it and, and made it work. But I think yours, your opponent, did play Magic. Correct? He did play Magic. So, um, so I just asked him like, "Hey, do you prefer I shuffle a certain way?" And he's like, "Yeah, shuffle whatever you want, and then I'm gonna shuffle however however I want, and then we shuffle each other's decks," which I thought seems makes sense seems completely I mean, fair because you can't get upset about it yeah it keeps you from like rigging the deck yeah you know, potentially i mean i think you know you shuffling in front of your opponent is for most people fine but again you know if you want to be careful or whatever then it makes sense but um i was lucky i won both of my games so off to a hot start again the starter battle the we had the benefit of playing each other for a couple hours mm-hmm. my opponent that was his first game he had walked into the store bought a starter box and he was in and so i had a little bit of benefit of knowing the decks and knowing yeah. what was coming but so from that respect it was good but i'd say yeah. for sure we're really lucky having a bunch of people around us that are playing also so we gain that experience yes. constantly and i mean i've played every i mean we've both played every day since um release so yeah and, and that brings up another good point about playing is you know we are constantly like playing each other and talking about strategies and trying to evolve. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of getting out of the starter deck, which is into like the you know the next topic in the league. But you know when you think about your overall strategy that you want to have with your own built deck, mm-hmm. you know you have to figure out the overall strategy you want, your support cards, your win conditions, yep. you know like the overall like pace of the game you want to play. So I think that 
you know, that's kind of where we got into on Saturday is we got into the, the build your own deck. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I mean, build your own deck was insane. I think that's what you were looking forward to most, wasn't it? Absolutely. I think, um, like before release, I was just looking at all the synergies mostly, like what would work well with like what cards would work well with each other. And so deck building was the, the, the part I was looking forward to the most. And my first few decks I made were not <laughs> great. Like, like um, I just thought, like, I thought there were so many things before release that would be better than they were. And it's like, a lot of these things are overrated. And then um, I, I basically cracked a little bit of a code later on. Um, I don't know if you want to get into that. Yeah, we just will a yet. little bit. I think... Um... For me, it was kind of the same deal. Like looking back, you know, on the app, I had a ton of decks built, mm-hmm. and most of those I weren't ones that I initially wanted to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were a few that I actually built out with the cards and tried. And I would say I had a little bit of success, but I, you know, definitely found holes mm-hmm. in the the overall strategy or you know what your opponent could do. You know, it's it's hard to again like gauge the pace of play and gauge what your opponent's going to do when you've never been in that environment. And so seeing the way that your opponents play or kind of getting a feel for what they want to do after a couple turns, you know, helps you figure out like, Oh man, I need to be able to counter that, but my deck doesn't have anything to do that. I think we both yep. kind of had a, a, uh, an epiphany moment, moment like that where we're like, well, it, it works. It's okay, but it's definitely needs a lot of improvement. Yeah. And, um, it was fun as everyone, you know, all five of us playing were like, we were just learning together, all being, we were all working together was yeah. the coolest part. Um, yeah, so you know, if you do want to play and you want to learn, I highly recommend having a group of people to bounce ideas off of and yeah. to, to level each other up. Even if you don't have somebody local, you know, or like a friend that wants to play, like go to your local card shop and join the league and, and do the same thing there. Or I know there's a bunch of Discord communities online that are popping up that are, you know, doing tips and tricks and helping stuff yeah. out. And so, you know, highly recommend that because we have leveled each other up a lot already. Yeah, we'd be, I think we'd be quite a bit behind if we did not have each other in this for sure. Um, I think I'd still try and be figuring out deck building at this point and in time. Another but. little bit of a, of a reflection point here, but with in respect to the deck building, I think... You know, so when we started this off in episode one, we both said we were noobs, and mm-hmm. we were going to learn along the way with everyone. Mm-hmm. What would at that point? What would you said your like your skill would have been, or your knowledge of the game would have been? Like getting into it. Yeah, before we started playing, you know, just reading the cards and going through the app and understanding the the deck. What would you have said at that time? Not now, not reflecting mm-hmm. on it, what it was, but what would you have said you have been? say i would like i I knew i think i would have said i I knew the basis like i knew the base like i knew the base game and i knew i knew basically every card so five or six six or seven like what what would you one out of ten yeah give give yourself a rating i'm going somewhere with this i'm saying a six okay now reflecting on your knowledge at that point in time what do you give your knowledge of yourself now for that point in time before we started playing um, probably about a three or a four. See, I'm, and that's what I wanted you to say. See, I was the same way. Like we both thought we were getting there and we were mm-hmm. building that knowledge base and we had a good idea of what was going to go and we would just continue to build. 
But I think once we built those decks, you know, so wrapping that back to the deck battle, build your own decks, mm-hmm. we both hit a wall pretty hard where we were like, okay, we need to really reevaluate and really understand yeah. the obstacles that are going to come at you throughout the game. Yep, for sure. Um, overestimated some things, underestimated some things, um, just completely, really lots of learning for sure. Yeah, and... The, the the most impressive thing, I think, is that we just can, like evolved really fast. Again, I think the, we have to credit that to us having a, a, a group of people to bounce mm-hmm. ideas off at the time. But how many decks did you play yesterday? How many distinct ones? Because you, like you said, you found one pretty quick that was really good. But how many did, was it just that, was that your second one? I, play, I think I played three or four yesterday. Okay, okay. And what were the, what, were they all the same inks or what, how were you bouncing around? So one... Them? Mostly what I was playing um, for the most of the time was Amber Amethyst starter deck, just an evolved version of it, basically. Yeah. Um, and then I played basically a, I think it was a uh, Sapphire Ruby ink build-up deck. Um, we both did one of those. And then um, my, my final one of the day was Ruby Amethyst. And we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I had kind of the same thing. I, I was kind of all over the board because I had a little bit of a success with the Sapphire Ruby. Same kind of deal, ink building, punishing with evasive mm-hmm. on the, the Ruby. Had some, had some good success with that. You're undefeated for a little bit. I was for a little bit. And then I got beat, found some holes, tried to tweak that one. Mm-hmm. And then did still had moderate success, I would say. Uh, but then started hitting a wall yep. against a Sapphire Steel and a Ruby Amber. Mm-hmm. Or no, Ruby uh, Emerald, sorry. And so, you know, again, like, if, like that's good. You know, it's taking it as a learning experience. And yep. so Pivot, I ended up with a Princess deck, we'll just call it. Yeah. And I think it has potential still. I still like that deck, but I ran up against your behemoth of a, of a deck. Yeah. Um, are you are you ready to get into? Yeah, that yet? we don't have to say specifics because I know we're still trying to keep some things close to the chest as we go into the league. But just you know, you said it was a an amethyst ruby, ruby, and I think the one thing that we can say that we were correct on from the beginning is evasive is really annoying to deal with. <laughs> it's it's in absolutely incredible. Um, it's probably the best um like i don't know what you call those but like abilities yeah abil- i mean you know, there's nine abilities in the game and evasive is one of them and you know shout out to future videos we have a an abilities tier list mm-hmm. to cons- you know that you can think about when you're building your decks to come in you know the following weeks but evasive we were spot on evasive is incredibly annoying yeah. to play against Spoiler alert! It's it's number one ability for me right now. It but, is. It is for me as well. Um, I mean, and I don't think that's surprised anyone. I just no. So sorry. Back up. So evasive is the ability that makes it where only characters with evasive can challenge your character. So if your character has evasive, they have to have an evasive character to take care of it. Yep. So there's basically only two ways to take out an evasive character: either having an evasive character of your own, 
or having an item or an action that deals direct damage. For instance, like grab your sword or fire the cannons. Dragon fire. Yep. Is a is dragon fire? We could probably talk about a little bit too. Yep. But that's a, a one that just directly banishes any character you ask. Yep. Or you say. Um, and it just it specific cards just clean house basically. Yeah, I, th I think Pongo is a pretty. No, we can, we can talk about Pongo because Pongo is pretty common to. Um, to get there, Pongo's in the starter deck. He's in a lot of the videos. There's three in the starter deck, which is really yeah, nice. Yeah, he's, he's in the video, or he's a heavily used card in one a couple of the videos that Ryan Miller did mm -hmm. on, like, with the community, getting people ready for the game. Mm -hmm. So I think Pongo was kind of, that's probably what led us on to Evasive to begin with. For sure. But, for instance, Pongo's has Evasibility with two lore. Yeah. So after three turns, he's quested for six, and you're a third of the way done. And if you don't have an evasive character, then he just keeps going and building, and you're in a heap of trouble at that point. Yeah, and I'll just say this. Uh, evasive with two lore is insane. Like, it's absolutely one of the hardest things to deal with in the game. Um, especially if, if you have multiple on the board, there's not much. Multiple pongos. You, you did that to me a couple times. Multiple pongos was not fun. There's not much you can do against that at that point. There, there are certain counters that you, if everything goes right, you can counter it. But for the most part, it's it's pretty deadly. Yeah, I agree. And and so, kind of wrapping that back to where we started, Jake was using a deck with multiple pongos with evasive. Mm -hmm. I was using the princess deck that I built that I thought would be really powerful built around Moana. Mm -hmm. So Moana, the Amber Moana... Um, I think the the actual name is Moana of Montanui. I think so. And what her ability is, is when she quests, and she has three lore, so that's a really powerful on its own, just yep. a quest for three lore, but the ability then lets any other princess character ready back up after questing. Yep. So like you can quest all of your princesses on the board. So if you have Moana and Ariel and Aurora and Belle from, call it, Amber and Sapphire... You, know, you could quest for call it six or seven probably between those mm -hmm. and then ready them all back up so they're no longer vulnerable to being attacked yeah the problem is is that they have no way to deal with an evasive character like pongo nope. and so I, like i said i hit a wall very fast and very hard <laughs> yeah. and and jake um handily took it to me for the rest of the day with that deck that he had yep um all, all of us for that the rest of that day were like at that point the deck I had was pretty unstoppable at that point yeah so the, the the point I think to take away from this is you have to consider every strong counter that is potentially out there so obviously evasive might not be in the the person's deck that you're facing yep but it very well could too. Yes. And so if you don't prepare for it in some way, form, or fashion, then unless you can just outquest them, you're gonna lose. And yep. you were able to outquest me, which is why I just kept getting beaten handily. Yep. And uh, I think whatever whatever deck you are making, this is probably my biggest deck building tip. Um, make sure you have counters for the counters for it. I think is the most important thing is if you have a really good deck that you're that you like a lot make sure you you think about the counters for that deck that you're building and then you put counters against those counters in your deck i think 
is one of the smartest things to do for sure. Yep, that, that, I mean, again, just making sure that you don't have any holes in your deck. And if you have a hard counter that if they have X, Y, or Z that yeah. counters your card or your play style or your strategy, then you're in trouble. So you have to, again, build a well-rounded deck that has you know multiple avenues potentially to go down to win the match. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think the last point that I have is just the the... The, the weekend was super fun. We had a lot of, we, we learned a ton. We continue to evolve. I think the items and actions are super important. Obviously, we haven't talked a lot about them yet. So again, I, I guess I'm rambling a little bit. But quickly on the items and actions, the Dragonfire one seems to be a pretty big hit, I would say. Yeah. So Dragonfire is a five cost card in Ruby. Mm-hmm. that instantly banishes a character. So, yep. for instance, so talking about counters and hard counters, like if you play a really heavy deck to get out Maleficent, for instance, because mm-hmm. she's one of the higher cost ones, uh, nine cost legendary. If you spend nine ink to get out Maleficent and your opponent plays Dragonfire to instantly <laughs> banish Maleficent, <laughs> you will have a bad time. You, I think you quit at that point. I think that's just anger. I, I don't know if you have a way around that. So the point, I mean, and, and again, that happened to me too. When mm-hmm. Jake was beating me with his Pongo deck, I had in a deck with uh, Aladdin Heroic Outlaw, which I think is still one of the strongest cards in the game because when he's on Ruby and when he challenges and banishes a character, you get to lore your opponent loses two lore. So that's a four lore shift from one challenge, not even a quest. Yep. And so I had a good, what I thought was a good deck strategy built around Aladdin to get him going. And I got two on the board, or I had two in my hand to get on the board, and you instantly banished both of them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I will say, like I think I had a lot of um, luck of the draw for sure yesterday too so that that had a part to do with it but um and and yeah and maybe one of those you know in in one of those matches you don't ban both of them but i think at that point you had such a big lead that it was still an uphill battle even if i am able to and the other thing to consider is aladdin could only have challenged like two of your characters that you have on the board because the rest of them were evasive yeah and so at some point he becomes useless because he can't challenge those characters to use his ability yeah. So again, you have to consider the abilities of your opponents and the abilities that they give you, uh, or the limitations that they give you. So, yeah. I think the next thing I want to just dig into a little bit is about our first impressions. Was how like what do you think? Um, like how did you see like were games won by a landslide? Were they close? That's like a good call. That's a good. That's a good one. I think with the starter decks, it was a little bit of both. Because mm-hmm. that was just kind of some of the luck of the draw, right? Like, there was mm-hmm. no... We didn't have any real strategy built up yet. You were at the mercy of the deck. So there were a couple that I won extremely handily. Uh, one of our buddies, he his first game playing, he drew nothing but item cards. <laughs> and he got absolutely demolished his first game. But there was just nothing he could do about that. Yeah. On the flip side... We had a couple really close ones, and I talked about Mad Hatter earlier. I remember Mad Hatter winning me a game on a really close match with your brother because 
I needed that those additional cards in my hand to keep me going. Yep. And the challenging that he did was phenomenal. So that was a, that was a big one. But once we got to the the build your own decks, I think it was a little bit of both as well. I think you demolished us at first, but I think we also had a couple close battles. Mm-hmm. So you know, use that as an opportunity to tweak your deck, to reformat your deck, to. Mm-hmm. I completely blew up my deck twice and started completely <laughs> yes. from scratch. So yeah. yeah, you had you had kind of some of the same thoughts, right? Like I would say you were kind of in the same boat. Yep. And I mean there there was there was times yesterday and and the day before like where there was certain decks at certain points that we had that would just win completely by landslides and just keep destroying our opponents and then our opponents would adapt and they would yeah. they they'd figure out like, okay, this is my counter and then you figure out the counters of their counters and yeah, so that's that's kind of the leveling up that we were talking about yeah. is, you know, landslide win, they adapt, you find a hole in your deck from their adaptations, then you got to adapt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we went our decks probably went from a 5 or 6 to I don't know. I think we I think we feel like the both of the decks that we're using right now are pretty strong. I've got a a steel amethyst one that I feel decent about. I haven't mm-hmm. fully vetted it out yet. I've only played mm-hmm. it a couple times, but I think that's got some potential. Yep. Um and I'm still I'm still using the Ruby Amethyst. I'm not changing that anytime soon for for myself. Yeah, I um, feel I feel really good about Jake's deck too, and I wanted to steal it, but I also wanted to have the I built my own deck pat yep. on the back. So I, yep. I'm still I'm still trying to find a good counter for it, and, and if I do, then we'll go with that. And if not, then I might use his deck to go <laughs> just lay waste to the rest of the local league. Yep, I mean, it, uh, we almost messaged Robinsberger was the funniest thing. <laughs> we talked about it, we talked about it, because it is broken, and I, th- I, and I still genuinely think the strategy is broken, because you have to directly consider that specifically mm-hmm. when building a deck, and which to me means it's There's broken. no deck that I currently know of that's in the meta that could counter it. No, I agree. Um, so you're, you have to build a deck specifically to counter it. Um, and if you want to know specifically what it is, I think towards the end of the league, getting close to chapter two, we'll get into some specifics. Yep, and then who knows? By then, we might have a new broken deck. Yeah, and maybe we've but... and maybe we've countered it by that point, and then we can talk about it and talk about why it's broken. And if you want to use it, then you can go then. But uh, any final thoughts? I think we started to get into a little bit of tips and tricks. You know, talking about some of the the stuff we saw, some of the few things, but. You know, I, we want to dive in further into that too. So we're definitely gonna, you know, for the new players that want to level up their abilities, we're gonna go a full episode on tips and tricks and understanding, you know, a little bit more of the in-depths ins and outs of the mm-hmm. game because we feel like we're starting to really get a handle on not just the cards but the abilities and the combinations of abilities and the combinations of characters and items and actions and everything. So yeah, I mean, we're we're learning so much because I mean, it's literally the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is battle. And the last thing I do before I go to bed is battling. Uh, how many battles do you think we did over the weekend? Total. Like, how many battles do you think you did? Probably 40. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that sounds about right. I would I would say maybe 30 to 40. You know, some of them went really quick. Some of them took a little bit of time. Like, some of those landslides ones might have been like 10 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like a lot, but we're talking quick, quick battles, you know, going to the league and stuff, so... Yeah, that that's you know that, I think that wraps up the opening weekend. It was a lot of fun, had an incredible blast, and we you know look forward to continue to learn as we go. Yep, absolutely.
All right. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to us, and we'll catch you next time. All right. See you guys.